the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 168. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Oh, good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Oh, I like starting off with laughter with you. That's good. That's good. We have our little pre-talk, then we get to business here. I know. I know. I feel, I was thinking this morning on my run, I was like, oh my, I feel like I haven't had, I haven't had, everything's felt very serious lately. And that's, mm. you know, and I can't stay in that place for too long. I'm just like, uh, if I need, to, I need to make more dance videos or something. It's felt very, um, everything feels kind of serious right now. But I'm just, I'm like learning a lot right now. I'm kind of in that mode. And so, um, and the things I'm reading and learning are, you know, they are, they are more serious. Sometimes you have to be an adult. (laughs) That's right. You do. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a heavy season for sure. And I feel like, um, when we were kind of texting back and forth today, um, like I wanted to just talk about like what's going on for us? Like what's happening? I know we just did a check-in episode, but more specifically, like creatively, I feel like I shared with you, I feel like I get this kind of um, summer surge, like, um, and and thinking about it, like every summer it it just happens. Like I get a creative um, boost, a creative energy flow. I don't know what you want to call it. And I can't plan for it. I, I don't plan for it. It just happens. It just intuitively just sprung upon me. And I was kind of like, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> Is it going to happen? You know, cause the solstice was just last weekend and it did and it's happening. And uh, that's, that's so interesting. Cause I want to hear more about that because it, that it's almost the opposite for me. Like really? I was, Yeah, I was talking about in the last um, podcast episode that we recorded that I have been like prolifically making Mm -hmm. since day one of lockdown. I've had all of these 
a quarantine, I guess I should call it. Yeah. Easier, gentler word, (laughs) I guess. Shelter at home. Um, Mm. Nesting. (laughs) Uh, Dial it all the way back. (laughs) I have, but I have been, I have been prolifically making, I have had an abundance of ideas and, um, and now that summer is officially here, there's a bit of a slowing down for me. Um, maybe it's a simmer kind of, you know, so mm-hmm. now that I've kind of, I kind of have some direction for a few things. Now I'm just simmering in the sort of in the knowledge and research phase of things right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but there's a lot of long leisurely like swimming and um, just hanging out with my children, you know, I mean, there wasn't a demarcation like there normally is where it goes from like kids are in school and now they're out, you know, there wasn't that this year. (laughs) So since we all have been with our children underneath us, you know, for since March. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't that demarcation point, uh, but still now we kind of get to just lean into the laziness, I guess, of what summer usually invokes for me. And, um, yeah, so I kind of, I, I feel a little, um, it's not like there's not a, it's not an empty cave right now. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it is rich for sure. For sure. There's just not, um, I don't know if it like an urgency not the same urgency. I don't think that maybe you're experiencing. Well, I think it was um, infectious. Our talk last week, uh, something, there was a lot of things that kind of started intersecting. You talking about how fertile kind of your making was, right? How much you had been doing. And I, I was just honest. I was like, that just hasn't been for me. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my, my calendar today. Today is day 99 of shelter in place in our county. So it's been, it's over three months, right? It's been a long time. I've been studying, really going to my meetings religiously and kind of making that the focus, making my log books more of my creative act. Um, But after we talked, um, I sold a painting, I think I told you in that last um, episode Mm -hmm. of my geographic series. And that got me thinking about the last few summers and I don't even know, three years ago, I sold my first painting and it was to a listener. It was to someone that listens to us. Um, and I believe she was in Chicago and it was a larger painting and I had to find a shipping company and like I shipped it off and I was so proud when I woke up the morning to find like the little thing in my email inbox that I had sold the painting. I was so happy. It felt like validation and it felt, and that kind of kicked off the summer of me painting and um, then I, I looked in two years ago, I did the geographic, my first art show. That was in June of 2018. And that was kind of a big deal. And I'd been prepping and getting ready for that. And then just last week, I sold one of the large format paintings from that show from two years ago. And right now it's showing at the local coffee shop. It's been up there for, it'll be up there until the end of summer. So my show will have been up for six months, um, which was only supposed to be one month, but because of COVID, it's going to be there longer. But removing that painting from the wall, delivering it to 
the client, seeing how happy they were, it just lit a fire in me again. It was like that energy, that exchange of energy and money and kind of all of it was like, I need to get to work. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Like this, something has just moved inside of me and that I came, I, I came home and just started prepping canvases and started gessoing them and just getting them all white and ready. And, and, um, yeah. So a strange thing that happened that I put together yesterday, and this is going to sound very woo, Sandra. I, I am, have been traveling around with these rocks in my car, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the dash three rocks, um, for about six months. And it's a rose quartz, a carnelian and, um, an obsidian rock mm-hmm. and they're beautiful and they're smooth and they have little like grooves for my thumb. And so I use them a lot when I drive. Um, I put them in my pocket when I go somewhere or I'll throw them in my backpack so that they're with me. I've been doing this, this color palette, this pink, um, terracotta and black. And last week I started painting and I started making some washes using a pale pink, a terracotta and black. Mm, mm -hmm. So they informed your color story. And I didn't even know it until yesterday. Oh yeah. I didn't know it. So I got in the car yesterday to go to an art date and I see the rocks and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. These are the colors I'm painting with. And it just hit me. Like I I like, like it smacked me in the forehead. I was like, my body has been holding on to these stones. I've been rubbing them. I've been touching them. They're not typically my colors. Right. So the fact that I started painting with them felt foreign and it kind of felt like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work out. This isn't really what I normally am drawn to, but I just needed to get it all out on paper, on paper, on canvases. So when I found the stones yesterday and I brought them in and I put them next to the paintings, I was like, this is so beautiful. That wasn't planned. It wasn't um, calculated. It, it, I was blown away actually. I was like, that's so cool that that just kind mm. of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that kind of thread through there. Um, but what I, what I really wanted to share is that I did a, an Instagram TV story. Mm-hmm. And I know I've shared some of this with you, but for the listeners, um, I was encouraged to do that. And by doing that, I got a lot of feedback from artists that I follow and people that follow me. And it was really helpful. A lot of it was really helpful information. And so I jotted it all down in my notebook. But what I realized was that this 50, I was doing a 50 by 50 project, you know, 50 paintings by the time I'm 50. And I realized that um, I like to complicate things, Sandra, right? Like I like to, I don't mean to, I really don't. It just happens and then I can unpack it. But sometimes I want to have this finished product. So I'm thinking about the end before I start the beginning, Mm. which trips me up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting completely in my own way. And I'm thinking about final finished show. It's got to be like this. So it can be photographed. It's got to be like this. So it can be shipped easily. I'm thinking I'm future tripping. Mm-hmm. Right. And we talk about that, like with drinking and things like, I, I don't want to, I don't want a future trip. I want to like kind of be in the moment. And that's for me, my personality type, whatever it is, I have a really hard time with that. Oh yeah. And so I I need I need people in my life that are not like me, 
Right. Um, I need um, to witness others' process. That's why I love talking to you. I, I love our bond, but I love how differently we do things, it seems, you know? And I, right. Because I'm never that. focused on the end product. I could use a little more of that sometimes. <laughs> like, no, that'll block the channel or something. I don't, I don't know. Like that. Um, yeah. But that makes, yeah, that, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I think it does block the channel. You're right. Yeah. And I can't, and I can't not that I can't, I, I'm recognizing that. I'm recognizing that. And so a comment that someone had given me, an artist that I follow, and she said, um, well, how can all your painting, how, you want them all to be the same. How could they be? Your 50 years aren't the same. Like, uh -huh. I think it would be really beautiful if they were really, really different. Right. Um, to represent, you know, and little and big and small and different meat in different um, formats to, to paint on. Because that's kind of your last 50 years have been like this patchwork, right? right? Seasons of life. Right. And I, that kind of, it's very simple. And of course, I could have thought of that maybe, but I didn't. And that kind of was like a permission slip to, to just do what I want. And so when, when I got that permission slip, I immediately made washes in the, those colors that I mentioned. I immediately got out my paper from I bought that I brought to Morocco with me, these um, 22 by 30 inch beautiful arches watercolor paper. Mm. I thought I didn't have enough room to do them in my studio. I was kind of, I've been leaving them. They're special because they were very expensive papers. So it was special. Mm -hmm. And um, I just gave myself permission to like, if I was going to mess it up, if it wasn't, if the colors weren't going to work. And once I laid the colors down and saw how they looked and how they made me feel, it's like I'm waking up in the morning and going out there first thing and laying down a layer because they have to yes. dry because I'm doing it. Uh -huh. like, I'm excited again to get back out there. Um, and there was just something about, like I said, those maybe those stones traveling with me, that color kind of being in my subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of Morocco, Sandra, why, why I went to go learn how to do this. And yet I haven't done it since I've been back. Mm -hmm. Like I went on the journey and then my life started kind of ripping open a little bit at home when I got back and I didn't, I didn't proceed with creating. And I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm ready to make it ugly. I'm ready to make it pretty. I'm willing to make it whatever it is and just accept it. Mm, and yeah. that's kind of like marriage. That's kind of like recovery. It's like, I'm ready to just accept it. Good, bad, whatever it's going to be. And it feels yeah. really good. It feels really, um, even if all of these are just for me, it feels really good. Yeah. 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 I love it when we come to a place where we have to just change our whole entire, it's like just, and it, and you're right. Like you said, it's sometimes it's just a, a simple invitation to change your perspective slightly, but then it opens up a whole nother pathway yeah. To you creating. There's been, I heard a reading yesterday in my morning meeting that was, um, and maybe you've heard of this, Sandra, there's a book called um, New Pair of Glasses. Uh, yeah, that was assigned to me about five years ago. <laughs> and let's just say I never read it. <laughs> well, I've never read it, but I heard someone share yesterday that was saying, it's not, it's not um, AA approved literature, but, um, but that it was written 
by this man that was kind of written for people who were in business mm -hmm. and, and how to take your sobriety into your business and kind of make it flourish or whatnot. That, that was his, his um, description of it. But just talking about looking things through a new lens, getting a new pair mm -hmm. of glasses right. and changing your perspective. And that kind of, that you're right. That's exactly what was happening. It was like, it doesn't have to be, it's not going to be a show for these paintings. Um, people have been kind enough to message and say, are these for sale? And I'm like, they're not for sale because they're, they're in progress. They're not even done yet. Right. Whatever I'm sharing and showing, that's not even done. I'm just going to do it all. And of course I want to sell my work and I will sell it all at the end. Um, but I can't do that now or it'll stop me. Uh, no, yeah. It'll just stop yeah. me. So I don't know. It feels um, like I'm tapping into something um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of just keep following it, keep following it this summer and see what happens. And, um, and keep it simple, Sandra, right? They tell us that <laughs> in recovery, right? Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. I need to apply that to, my, to the way I work too. Sometimes I'll do something for a little bit and I'll be like, oh, people are probably tired of that, seeing that. I'm going to try something new. Mm -hmm. Just keep it simple. I need to keep making the shapes that I'm drawn to. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think there's two, because I work with geometric shapes, I, 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 I think that I think it's too simple. Mm -hmm. I love simple. I love yeah. geometric shapes. That's my favorite thing to, to create. And why do I stop myself? Right. Yeah. That's just, um, yeah. Honoring your, honoring your creative voice. Um, that's, uh, that comes with, um, learning to trust your creative voice. Yeah. And then it's going to lead you, you know, where you, where your heart's desire wants you to go. Yeah. I just have to, yeah, I need to not abandon it. I need to not abandon myself again, another <laughs> lesson for art, for sobriety, for my marriage, like all of it. I need to, it's, it's really kind of the, the, the lesson is, is um, pounding me over the head right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm open. I'm listening. I'm going to follow, follow that and see what happens. But um, so that's kind of what's happening and I'm kind of excited. And for me, I know that when this dies, <laughs> when the, the, when I hit the wall, um, that's okay. Cause it'll come back. Yes. You know, I'm oh. going to ride it. <laughs> right. If there is, yeah. If there's an ending to the story, it's that right. That it always, it always returns. It's an ebb and flow sometimes. And yeah, sometimes you are like in the fertile, you know, fruit, heavy laden trees of creativity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And then sometimes you are in the, the dry and vast desert and, <laughs> and yes. there is no water in sight. I know, I know. And you wonder if it'll ever come back, if you'll ever, ever step back into that lushness again. But yeah. you always do. You always do. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were, as you were saying that, it's like, as, as much as I that sounds so nice to keep it simple. I keep things so complicated all the time. I'm like, keep mm. it complicated over here. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be constant stimulation. See, your acronym is KICK. <laughs> keep it complicated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's 
just constant stimulation. I do. I have probably too, arguably too many things um, happening at once, but um well what's happening for you yeah what's happening i keep thinking i need to lay something down and then i'm like nope 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 i'm Mm -hmm. not ready to well i'm sewing like a fiend like i've you know already have i talked about that on the last episode so that part of my making um is happening now i I also mentioned that i have a doctor's appointment it's today as we're recording this so I, I kind of had a, I got a little panicky yesterday thinking, doing a little future tripping, like uh-huh. what, if, what if I have to get surgery? What if I can't use my left arm for six weeks or eight weeks or something, you know, like I've got, right. I've got to get all this, I've got to get things done before that happens. And, you know, that would mean reaching some kind of finish line. <laughs> you know, that never feels attainable ever. And so, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I am, you know, I still take clients for change your story, um, which is the, the, um, chance to work with me one-on-one. Um, and I will tell me more about that. I want to dig into that a little bit for you. It's like, it, it is a, it's a chance to work with me over either a four week or an eight week period. However, we just decide to structure it because there's eight calls total. We can do two a week or one a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I help guide and mentor. It's been mostly women. I will say and one Cody, <laughs> one special Cody yes. and one special Cody. Um, <laughs> but I, I help mentor and guide women, um, develop an idea that they have. And, and, and it's called change your story. And and it's so relevant, especially right now, because you look out into the landscape and you see, you know, well, there's unemployment and there's COVID and people are dying and, you know, we should all be spending time, I think, especially right now, you know, figuring out how we are going to take action and honoring, you know, black um, humans' lives right now. And, you know, so there is a lot begging for our time and attention. And there's many reasons why it would be very easy to say to yourself, well, whatever that idea I have is, is really not worthy of, of time right now, but I would beg to argue. I think that, I think now more than ever, um, is it, it's a great time to, um, to honor those longings to, um, um, to take on more autonomy if that's what um, honoring your dreams would do for you. Um, To strengthening your creative voice um, as opposed to keeping it quieter or silencing it. And um, so for instance, right now I'm working with this woman who we have gone through actually probably went six weeks from the start 
because once we get into it, we can kind of structure it however we want. Mm-hmm. And, um, we've come to the end of our six weeks together and I feel like we've just built the foundation of her idea and she has, as she felt the same way. And so she's hiring me again and giving me some more specific um, projects to do to kind of co-create and help her build this, build out this idea in a more tangible way. Um, because she's, she, and her, full-time job that she would someday like to transition out of it's she's really busy right now but she doesn't want to lose the momentum she has going on this idea and so um so now i'm helping her write copy and edit copy and build out some of the pages for her website just really specific tasks like that yeah and um and that's you know that's part of my that's in my skill set as well and so I am still taking clients for change your story although I I started working on a new had some ideas about oh I'd say you know about eight weeks ago for a new program and I've shared it with you and Mm -hmm. um it might be something that we might may collaborate on but um uh, tell, do, you, do you want to tell more about that or do you want to certainly can because okay. I am very excited about it okay, um, good. yeah um, so anyway finishing up change your story I am still working on that and you know and and I talked about last week too like how I had to change my story about around being um, you know productive right now and and during this time when when you know the the common um, conversation happened to be, you know, give yourself a break. It's okay if you're not creating right now. And, and absolutely give yourself a break if you haven't been creating during a pandemic. <laughs> but right. for yeah. me, I had to change my story around that and not, you know, take on some kind of guilt that I was creating during the pandemic, because that was actually helping me process you know, a collective sort of pain and, and Mm. uncomfortableness and, and the, the pain of like, you know, not knowing future outcomes and, and, and all of that. And so, um, uh, I think it's essential sometimes for us to give ourselves permission to Mm. make the thing we want to make, just like you were talking about, um, earlier, but yeah. So this new thing I, I've, I've been kind of thinking about this idea about having like a, um, a creative, like taking on a creative guide Mm -hmm. and, um, to sort of nudge your creativity. And, um, and while I, I wanted to like invoke some play and fun because I, you know, said at the top of the hour that, I really, I need that right now. And I think mm-hmm. we all kind of need that right now. Um, it's also a chance to sort of dive into our own um, using the, the guides that I have in mind, which are like archetypes, myth, um, uh, um, um, female divinity, like goddesses, and um, ancestor artists so artists that have have already left a legacy for Mm. us to draw inspiration off of use those guides 
to um, help us dive into like our own psyche and see what comes out of that. So it's a little bit like Carl Jung, you know, thinking, even though I am no, um, I am no Jungian scholar per se, but it's that idea. And so like taking those, like um, taking those ideas, taking, using the guide to sort of help us explore our own personal lineages and, you know, mining our own childhoods, taking inspiration off of that. Um, and, you know, examining like political and social structures, I mean, stru- structures, it sounds like, um, like a deep dive. And, yeah. But it, well, but you it, like the deep but dive. It is. I do like a deep yeah. dive, especially if it combines, it's almost like an intellectual creative act Mm -hmm. and um and yeah and then see what art comes out of that uh so what what can be born right yeah well I think I mean I've heard other artists say this like being a midwife right I know I think I've heard Amanda Gray say like being a midwife to her creativity and I, I love that idea that we get to yeah, we get to create things and help them be born into the world. It feel, I mean, it's just so natural for us to do, you know. As, right. And um, right. And what started off, yeah, is me thinking this would be like a, you know, like a program, four week, six week maybe. But then when I started exploring some ideas further and thinking about the fact that we could collaborate on this, we are even considering that this could be a membership type thing and so I don't know we're we're still talking about it but and and for like a, a good sustained amount of time right your vision right mm-hmm. yeah not, yeah not, not for six weeks but like a, a community and like a and for is it like a year right. or something? like a year yeah like a yeah. year long um monthly yeah like a, a monthly um, exploration but for a year yeah and um you know something that maybe you could come in and out of, or you could commit to the entire year. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, um, I think it would be worthy. I think it would be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I think it could be the end result. If it was all compiled into one big journal, it could be like a touchstone that you could take with you into your creative journey beyond that, something you could refer back to. Oh, you know, I love that, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me, that make, that's where you got me right there. <laughs> but also when we were talking mm-hmm. about the creative projects that could go with it and it was just so, um, right. I dig that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. what, what I've noticed, um, with my proof of life project that I launched in late March, we're together for the rest of the year, this group, and there's about 30 of us. And yeah, every month we're, we're getting to know each other better. But for June, I've been meeting with them every Sunday. And just that, just through these last few weeks of getting to share where they're at creatively, um, talking about you know the, the, the modules that I teach, getting to kind of dive deeper into those too, it feels good. And, and I feel like um, community is what I just dig. I like doing things on my own. I work alone a lot. But yeah, there's something about coming together with other women who are eager to create and learn and, um, and to talk about this type of stuff, right? Absolutely. Teach each other basically. And that's, that's a, I dig that. 
That's mm-hmm. why we started working together, you know? Right. Um, I remember us talking, was it four summers ago, three summers ago? Feels, you know, and just talking about what we liked, what we, you know, what we were into, what we were hoping for. And then like, hey, maybe we could do this together. And that didn't mean make it seem as scary, right? Like me studying Carl Jung seems a little overwhelming to me or mm-hmm. archetypes in general. Um, I was chatting with a friend who, who was talking about doing a project um, about archetypes and it seemed overwhelming to me. You know, it seemed like there's a lot of information, but having a guide or have someone to take you through it would mm-hmm. seem, that would seem nice. Um, I'm excited. I know we have to still talk about details and things, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for your idea. I'm excited too. It's kind of, it's that thing now, like I just got back from helping out my mom for a couple of days and I took my journal with me and some of my books that I'm studying right now. And, um, it's really, really fun to, um, to work on this right now. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, there's no, no dates yet or anything, but, um, I think this could really be something, um, worth, worth exploring and worth, um, and, you know, opening up as an invitation for others to explore with us. So I love it. Yeah. So what about you? Are you still, um, so proof of life, is it, is it a continual offering? Like, can anyone sign up? Yeah, they can. And I haven't been great at marketing it just because of life circumstances. Um, that's the one area, Sandra, that I do not excel in is marketing myself. (laughs) Um, I do share things on Instagram, but um, I guess people have to be on Instagram to see it. I, I'm not good at other ways of doing that. And um, I'm going to be working um, with some, so, so let me back up. I've been working with um, women on a few accountability projects and I've been kind of quietly working. I know you were doing Change Your Story and I don't even think I really even talked to you about this. I've been working with women who actually call me about recovery and creativity. I was kind of doing it on the side. And then I thought I need to make a living. Like I need to, I need to figure out what, what am I doing here? I can't, I need to, yeah, I need to make an income. And, um, I thought, well, I'll just put this out there. It's an hour long call with me. Um, and we can flesh out an idea. And also what I'm really good at, I realize, is accountability projects. So I get a lot of people requesting in my DMS or sending me emails about what supplies I use, what is, how do I do this every single day, what motivates me, you know, they have a lot of questions. So I just started compiling these questions over time. And I was like, I do have something to offer. Um, There are certain people that want to do things like how I do them. Not everybody, of course, but, um, and that would be impossible and weird. (laughs) But um, so I just started doing that and having these hour long phone calls and then then I have an offering afterwards where either you can take one of my courses, the Groove 11 day email course um, for the curious beginner, or you could take the proof of life project, which is um, a self-paced course that's now built out on my website. There's four modules. And then what I'm offering as a bonus was to create kind of um, a community to have these live Zoom calls every, um, the, the first Sunday of every month. Originally, I was thinking of a like creative church, like where we'd get to go congregate and we get to kind of talk about things. But even just doing it once a month didn't feel like enough. And since I had time this month and I was back from my travels, I wanted to kind of um, 
so I just added bonus calls and just said, if you guys want to meet on Sunday for coffee and we'll have these little sharing sessions and they've been so great. And from that has kind of also given me this creative energy. So anybody can join it at any time. You would get more if you would join it now, right? You'd get more calls. You'd get more of that community. Um, but I am also satisfied with it. It's at 30 and it feels lovely. Um, mm -hmm. And to do that. Um, from that, I'm getting working with women from that group one-on-one -on -one because they want to dive deeper into some of the modules or some of the things that I've been talking about. They want to simmer longer on ritual and routine and want to know what that's about. Or they want to, they want to talk about my logbook. How do you do your logbook? And it's so like, it's, it's almost like it seems so simple, Sandra, because I just do the thing that I do, just like you do the thing that you do. And then but to really break mm -hmm. it down and tell people, um, so I created a logbook this week and ordered them through this journaling company or last week to create um, so that people could, um, while I'm talking about this, like actually have a physical logbook with my art on the front of it. And I'm really happy with how they turned out. Oh, nice. Um, so um, I'll be sending you one once I get my big order in. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of feeling it out. I had, I had four clients this week, which was lovely. I had one after our call and every woman has a different way that they want to be accountable and I'm going to help them with that. And mm -hmm. some of it's just like, even just texting, I have a package where, you know, if you want to text me your gratitude list every day, I'll text you my gratitude list first thing in the morning. And then you text me yours back. And I've been doing that with women just for 30 days to help them start their practice. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't think anybody would want something like that. But when the woman was like, how about this? And I was like, I can totally offer that. And so I figured it out. And so I'm just kind of letting that bloom, the whole thing, the proof of life groove. If people are interested in my, on my website, you can go um, see there's three ways to work with me in that way. So mm -hmm. a short course, an 11 day course, um, the rest of this 2020 year, you can work with me for proof of life. And then you can have a one hour um, coaching session on creativity if you want. And then we can see if that blooms into something. I don't know. Um, some of the ladies are like, that's enough. I thank you for all your information. I follow up with an email with all the links and right. we talked about and whatnot, mm -hmm. but, um, for some people that's okay. And then, you know, maybe they'll work with me again later. I don't know, but it feels good. As you know, it feels, I, I feel, um, I like to share. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very satisfying. Um, yeah, it's very satisfying to work in that way for me. Uh, because it, um, you just, well, and, and because I, you know, do it too over an extended period of time, it's satisfying when there's progress, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and you get to see it in real time. Yeah. That is just so satisfying. Yeah. It's like you help someone <clears throat> like make their dreams, right? Like mm -hmm. Helping them realize them or knowing that they can, or, or maybe, yeah, I feel like a, like, I think I've heard Elizabeth Gilbert talk about like being a permission slip giver. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to help give you permission mm -hmm. um, and you can write your own. Right. Right. And then, and to get the, at the end of it and just to be able to stand back and go, I did that. I did that thing that mm -hmm. I, that kept me up at night and I didn't think I could do it. It felt overwhelming and I did it. And, um, I mean, things and two, you know, a lot of times, you know, we had these ideas in our head, but I cannot tell you, I 
it's so hard to even explain um, the beautiful byproduct that comes out of fleshing things out with someone else. Yes. Because yeah. we have these blind spots um, or we get locked in on one, you know, piece of an idea and, um, and we can't see um, other alternatives or, you know, it, it, and, and so there's something that there's just a alchemy that happens when you get to flesh things out with someone else. Yeah. It's like a, a, um, a creative powwow, right? Mm -hmm. You're having like this beautiful kind of um, convergence of idea. Oh, I hope that wasn't a racist thing to say. I just, is that a racist? I'm questioning all my talk lately. Oh, oh, powwow. Oh, okay. huh. I didn't I don't know. Good question. Okay. Well, okay. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's a creative um, party. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, fuck. Um, but yes, it's, it's a, it's collaboration basically mm -hmm. like we were talking about just how we get to collaborate on these things, Sandra. And sometimes we have great success and we're, we're a long-term accountability project, you and I, like look yeah. at every single week we do this with the exception of one and uh, over a three-year period, like that's over a three-year period. I mean, we, we keep keeping our words to ourselves. If you're going to hire somebody to help you do something, it's going to be, it's going to be one of us. We're going to get you. Right. Right. Like we make it, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be um, a blockbuster film it's going to turn into or any, but we're going to help you move the needle a little bit. Right. I feel like, um, I almost feel like a creative cheerleader. Maybe that's what I was looking for. Creative yeah. That's, that's on my web. Uh, that's on my page. <laughs> oh, is like, it? Okay. Perfect. Cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it is, there is some, um, there is a little bit of enthusiasm involved. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it feels good to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. To, to know that you're, um, that you're, you know, cause sometimes we have these, these kind of dreams that are crazy making, right. And you think if you speak them into existence, someone is going to just chastise you immediately. <laughs> like right. that is dumb. Your idea is dumb. <laughs> um, when I was drinking, that was like, like, we've talked about this, all the ideas, I think you've said barstool brilliance, right? Like right. A lot of great ideas late at night when we're drinking. But now that we're sober, the ideas are still there, but I think the confidence, the self-confidence, the, the, we're working on so many things when we're getting sober. So, but for me, it was like, I needed to keep filling that void that was um, where alcohol used to fill. I need to fill it with something, something positive, something good, whether that was school, creativity, travel. I needed to keep filling it up um, so that I could be happy again, you know, and find what, find what made me tick. Yes. And working with someone else. Yeah. I work with a coach, you know, I have a coach. I work with you as a collaborator. I work, um, with other women when we do some events, like I like that. I like working alone, solitary, and I like collaboration as well. So, so if anybody wants to work with us, they have, they can find you on your website, right? They can right theamrical.com and there's um there's a button at the top that says work with me. And right now, just the only offering is through change your story. Um if I'm open to um you know if maybe the 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 kind of the structure of that maybe only parts of it work for you, I'm open to discussion too. 
Yeah, you get creative. Well, it's it sounds like it's you can individualize it for it's depending on the need. Absolutely flexible. Yes, I like that. Um, Yeah, and for me, I mean, basically, I'm just those programs and um, a one hour call is like eighty eight dollars, and you don't have to sign up for anything else after that. But I'm going to give you your money's worth. That's for sure. Yes, right. I must say, there's a lot of over delivering over here too. But I don't know any other way to. I yeah. don't know any other way to be. So, yeah. Oh, this was a good conversation, Sandra. Yeah, I agree. Things are things are happening. Um, I know we normally share tools. I have very kind of specific, just kind of creative tools today. Um, although I think all of this helps your sobriety, your recovery. Um, tapping back into yourself, investing in yourself and believing in yourself. Like all of this is recovery work for me. You know, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. all, this all is all in the same, uh, under the same roof. Uh, so normally towards the end of the show, we share tools. And do you have three today, Sandra? I can pull some out of my hat. <laughs> okay. Want me to start? Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll start. So something um, I think that you might have also, maybe this you could expound on this, but um, I share in my proof of life class about creating an idea binder. And the one thing I know you and I share is that we don't run out of ideas. Like we have more than enough ideas. Right. Um, but I actually have a physical three ring binder that I recommend to, I've been recommending to my clients um, that want to start something. And it's just a place to capture your ideas. So for me, the reason it's three ringed is that it's just, uh, I, I encourage people to take photocopies of their notebooks, of the random scraps of paper that they um, are writing ideas down on or whatever, and throwing them in that binder. It can be messy. It's a work in progress. That's, there's, that's where all the seeds go. And then from that, that's where they're going to germinate a little bit. Sometimes I need to just throw it in there to get it off my brain. And then mm-hmm. I revisit the idea binder every couple of weeks. It depends on what phase of development I'm in with a project. And some of the ideas will be like, why did you even think this was a good idea? Right. <laughs> and then the other is like, why are you not working on this thing? This is the thing that you was just lighting you up. Why is this mm-hmm. not on the top? Why is this not at the first thing in this idea binder? Why are you not acting on that? Right. So it's a way that I talk to myself and kind of um, let the ideas go to rest for a bit and then I'll come back and visit them. So I highly recommend making an idea binder um, and then you'll see what rises to the surface. You'll see what, what, what you really are lit up about. Mm, yeah, that's good. That is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't, I've m- mentioned several times that I'm in sort of this kind of learning and, and consuming and sort of research phase. And one thing I embarked on, and I mentioned it in my newsletter, um, but I have started a year long book study with a woman named Corinne Bell. Mm-hmm. And um, we are, um, it's a it's a big group. And I think, um, the next call, we're going to be divided into smaller groups, but we're working through, um, the book called, um, my grandmother's hands by Resnam, uh, Resma Minicum. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's about, um, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's somatic, somatic abolitionism is what, um, 
Corinne has called has kind of termed the study, but it's basically like um, it's a somatic study. It's an embodied study. It's a study of of what it means to be in the body that you're in, mm-hmm. and um, how that influences your how you move through the world and um it's like deep work it's anti-racism work and um i'm i'm excited sounds like a strange word but i but i am i i i'm i am excited and eager i guess is another word to get started on this work and so um i think that it's closed for now i had a couple of people had about a dozen women ask me um, what I was doing and I forwarded them the link, but um, I think it's closed for now. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's a year long thing. You can, there may be people that opt out and maybe she'll open it back up. But um, so, yeah. Very cool. And how long is that, is that group together or do you know how long it is or is it's it... going to be a year-long oh, study a year. okay mm-hmm. it's a year-long book study uh-huh wow that's good yeah mm-hmm. you're doing the work that's awesome i'm still waiting for my workbooks and things um that are on back order um and i'm going to be doing those with grady so i'm excited for that too mm-hmm. and then excited feels like a weird word it feels like it's about effing time that's what i mean right mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so my second tool is something i've been using and i wanted to share because um a friend of mine shared it with me and then a few of the unruffleds have shared it through Instagram and stuff, but it's a tool that I use for painting right now that I'm really digging and it's flash paint, flash vinyl paint. And, um, our friend Caitlin, who does the music for our show, she uses flash in a lot of her paintings and it's from France and it's this brand. I'll put it in the notes for us. Um, but it sounds weird flash vinyl. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's from Le Franc and Bourgeois. I think I'm saying it right. And it's like an extra fine vinyl based paint and it dries evenly and it has like super intense color, um, a coverage, I mean, and color. Um, and it just gives like a nice opaque finish. It's just beautiful and um, very simple to work with. And I've been using it and adding water to it um, in little kind of used jam jars, you know, cleaned out jam jars that I save and been just mixing up my own little mixes and using them to paint with and pour with. And it's been really great. It's been awesome. Mm. So that's, I'm very happy to be um, um, just kind of using a new tool. That's because acrylic is so thick um, normally out of the tube and you can use things to, to, you know, you can use a matte um, medium to kind of make it a little smoother, but I always want it to pour and it's hard for me. So it's like not watercolor. It's a mix between watercolor and acrylic. Mm, that's so cool. That's what you're doing. So that is something I wanted to share. A lot of people ask me about what tools I use. And I and I'm not that I don't want to share because I usually always share, but I've done a lot of years of research now and trial and error, traveling to Morocco to learn how to paint like this. Like I'm not gonna give it all away <laughs> except for if you're working with me or if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not gonna give away all my secrets because it's taken me years and years and years to sure get out. <laughs> Right. But I realized like women want to work with me. I'll tell you everything I use and that you want to know, but I'm not right. gonna, just giving it all away on Instagram anymore. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, oh, but I'm going to give a little tidbit here. <laughs> um, what's your second? Uh, okay. So my second one are my all are very uh, heady right now. They're all like intellectual mm-hmm. 
tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I mentioned that I'm working on this kind of research writing project um, last time, and I was very vague about it. But I mean, in a nutshell, I found this clipping in my grandfather's, it's a newspaper clipping, and my grandfather's, um, uh, um, he was born in the early 1900s, and it was in his personal um, like a fo- little tiny photo album. Uh-huh. And it had this re- really intriguing story. Um, and I don't really want to go into like extreme details of the story because I'm being like, uh, what do you call it? Scarcity thing oh. about it. Like I, like I don't want to give too much of it away, yeah. but, um, but it's yours right now. It's your, your cause it's my little yeah. thing. It was my little, yeah, this little story that presented itself with these you know, characters, basically these people that were involved in this incident. And, um, and so I'm doing, I'm researching the actual incident and it's been kind of, it's been kind of fun. Like I started doing, um, the research project when I first, when I found the article, um, seven years ago, I guess it was before I got sober, probably a year before I got sober. And, um, and, and it's interesting, things disappear, but then things have resurfaced, I guess, with like ancestry stuff, you know, mm-hmm. people like that do ancestry work, they'll like find these archived newspaper clippings. And then so new things have reappeared or have appeared online. And so about this incident. And so um, it's just been really, really interesting. And, and then, you know, uh, and as things happen, you know, it's also, um, some work of anti-racism work because it's, it's a, you know, it's a, something that happened. Um, one of the per- people in the story was a black man. And, um, so, and it, uh, it brings in the injustices of, of what was happening during this time in our country in the South. I mean, it's just a very intense, project. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going to be. And so I just kind of work on it a little bit. It's kind of in the periphery of my day. So it's not like the main thing I'm doing right now every day or it would consume me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I have 20, 30 minutes here and there, I just kind of jump in and, and, you know, take some more notes. And so that's, it's just, yeah, it's kind of an interest. It's actually a very interesting little project that I'm working on right now. Can I ask you a process question? Mm-hmm. Do you have a dedicated notebook for this? Do yes. You- yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I have a whole, yeah, I have a whole like comp composition book Great. for it. Yeah. I and love I have- about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how, so that p- when people are listening, going like, if they have, you know, like, yes, it's dedicated because otherwise yeah. you would leave it right? Somehow. Right. And I had, um, I had like, I had started in like a yellow like notepad a long time ago and I ended up pulling those pages out and taping them into this one uh-huh. sort of dead dedicated thing. Um, I thought you were going to ask me what it's going to end up and I have no idea. So, well, I was, that was, I don't know you were vague on purpose and I was like, okay, nope, no idea what it's going to be. I have no idea. It'll so. tell you. Yeah. It'll, it'll tell let me. you know. Yeah. It'll let it'll you know. Let oh, know. I love that Sandra. I like how you're yeah. following that, you know, Yes. And I like hearing about the pockets of time that it doesn't take six hours 
in a row of research that you're like 2030, let's, let's, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the zone for it. Let's do that. That's right. very encouraging to me. And I think other women too, to know that you don't have to dedicate your life and you can't have to stop working your nine to five to work on a project. No, Ex- exactly. Carve it out. Yeah. Um, the last thing I touched on it earlier, but I just, it's new to me. And I think I'm going to kind of keep exploring this more um, using IGTV for sharing my creative process. I think I'm going to do it about once a week, do a little check-in on this 50 by 50 project that I'm doing, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to share the process. I'm going to share what, where I've hit a wall. I'm going to share how I got unstuck. I'm going to do that because I like watching videos of people doing that and that are telling me more, you know, and it just kind of inspires me. So um, based on the feedback that I got, and I think I can build up a little library of IGTVs to maybe share with my newsletter subscribers. If I want to share a video that week, they're already done. I need to streamline some of this stuff because I haven't been good at writing my newsletters or sending out information. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to use it as a tool and for myself, it'll help me with my creative process. And then maybe I can help, you know, the people, if anybody's looking for that kind of inspiration. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be using that. And I, I found it very useful last week when I did it. Oh, I like that. Um, okay. Well, my last one is, um, I too am, I'm kind of, it's, it was sort of on the bottom of the list for a while, but I'm trying to move it to the top. I'm trying to come up with a kind of a through can using Canva. I'm trying to make some kind of branded new social media marketing thing as well. Hmm. I don't know exactly you know what yet I look out there and I see, Oh, that looks so cool. How like all of their, you know, some of their, there's some consistency in their um, branding and message. You know, and that always looks so dreamy to me. And then I just go back to my sort of random ways. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm working on that. That's not totally in my wheelhouse, but, um, but I have some ideas. So I think I'm, I think I'm coming up with something that it's gonna, you know, it's just like a little frame or whatever yeah. for some, dropping some wisdom on IG. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do the artwork for the podcast and you work in Canva. I've only done it very in a very limited way, but you signed up for like the premium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I have the premium. So there's a, there's a lot more, you Options. just get a lot more. Yeah. You get a lot more art that you can use. And, um, because I'm not a digital artist and so, you know, it's a really helpful tool yeah. for me. I need to play around with Canva more. That's a great tool box idea. Um, I like what you do with it. Although Sandra, I was looking at my feed. I was looking at your feed. I was looking at a few other feeds. Um, I know that we, we post whatever we want to post, right? Right. There's no flow or consistency. Right? But I, I, but I would disagree when I look, there is a style that we're drawn to what we're drawn to. And so it's kind of cool to look at an Instagram feed for me and know that it's not planned out. It's not calculated. It happens to have a cohesiveness because it's from me. It's a reflection at, of me. Your, right. <laughs> I looked at your feed. Same thing. There's a cohesiveness. There's a color story. There's a thing that's happening. That's just innate and just we've intuitively been doing it. So I, I know I see some of those feeds too, and that are so pretty. And we've talked about this in the past before, and I, I didn't want that, but I like what you're saying. Like 
I want to make it simpler to promote myself. Right. And that's have it be it, where people can know that, oh, that's Tammy's, you know, that's, yeah, it's that's about, it's about a little, a little boost in marketing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love how we said this was going to be a short episode and look at us. I know. I know. <laughs> we just get on here and just chat, chat, chat. But I think basically I just wanted to kind of do this episode. Like we're trying to work. We're trying to uh, be, you know, creative entrepreneurs that um, make money. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed of that anymore. And I want to, I want to, I have a lot to offer. You have a lot to offer. And so, yeah, if anybody wants to work with us, we would love it. Um, yes. com, theunruffled.com. And um, yeah, we'll take your call and your email. Come on. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. Well, I know okay. you get going. Have a great day. Sarah. Okay. I'll you too. with you next week. Okay. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.